0: Hi everyone and welcome back to my channel. So, for those who don't know, I'm Alicia vittoria Keane and I've been interviewing inspirational people to find out exactly how they've become a success. I wanted to know exactly all their challenges that they've faced along the way and how they've overcome them challenges to hopefully help you guys watching this. This week, I interviewed Commonwealth Games youth champion and British national champion for swimming Edward Baxter, about his journey on how he's become a successful swimmer and how he's now making that transition into becoming a successful swimming coach. Here's how it went. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for agreeing to come on and do this.
1: That's right, no worries.
0: So to begin with, obviously, I just want to talk about First of all, you're a swimmer. Yeah. You're the Commonwealth Youth Games Champion and also the British National Champion for 200 breaststroke.
1: Yeah. Okay, did
0: you ever think that would happen when you first started swimming?
1: No, not really, because when I started, I swam all my life, but when I started, it was just um, swimming as a kid, and I joined the swimming club when I was like six, and I was very, very lazy. Like, the, dusting about as much as I could, getting out of as, as many sessions as I could. Um, And then when I got to about 13, 14, um, I I started to get my head down and and really started to put in some some good work. And from then, I I kind of believed that would happen. But from before that, no, definitely not.
0: Do you think you um, were at an advantage because you started so young at the age of six?
1: Um, No, I think I don't think when you actually get into swimming matters that much. Some of the best swimmers in the world start swimming when they're 10, 13, some are even later than that. So I don't think that that kind of helped it, I think. What helped is probably just love being in the water from a young age. Um, I wouldn't say the fact of actually being in it was to help, but the fact of loving it probably helped quite a lot.
0: Okay. And how uh, many hours training would you say you had to put in to get to that level?
1: Um, when I was when I was doing those sort of thing, um, those sort of times when I was seventeen, eighteen, I think I was only doing uh, fifteen hours in the pool a week and then maybe three on land. So so not that much. But now, well, as I'm recently retired, but a couple of months ago, or when I've been swimming since I was about 18, 19, it was 20 hours in the pool, uh, five in the gym, and then five, another five hours of like, stretching and mobility uh, before each swim session. So that's, it's a 35-hour training week, essentially.
0: Okay, it's quite a long week then in terms of training, especially with yeah. all the stuff you have to do.
1: Yeah, I think swimming's quite a notorious one for, for having to put in so much so much time because it's so different to any other sport. You know, what other sport are you weightless in? You've, do you know what I mean? There's, you, there's, no gravity in water, so it's. I think being used to that and and training in that is something that you have to do a lot of. Um, and like I said, there, swimmers notorious for having to put so many hours in. I can't remember how many kilometers that we that we swim overall, but in terms of a, a swimmer's lifetime, but I would do anywhere between fifty to sixty thousand kilometers a week in a pool. It's a full-time job being a swimmer
0: yeah it's a full-time job do you think it's important to train physically as well as mentally or just would you say physically is the main
1: no you you, the, you need to have a balance you need to do both but mentally is probably always even the bigger side which i think people are quite shocked by a lot of a lot of the time i know people who could honestly believe something do apps like do very minimal training but if they believe they've trained as hard as they can they'll swim amazingly uh and I don't know what that is. I don't know whether that's um, whether that's lack of experience, whether that's ignorance, what that is. But if those people genuinely believe that they've they've put in that work and they've really trained harder than they ever thought they could, then those people often swim really well, which is quite a, which is quite a weird one. But it's it's definitely a balance you've got to get the balance right. But I'd say I'd say mentally is is often the bigger battle.
0: Mentally, would you say you've ever had any battles with yourself prior to a competition?
1: Not prior to a competition, I don't think. Um, I had a period um, of about a year, a year and a half, where I was I was battling for a long time. Um, that I was that I was very unhappy for not just swimming, but just in life in general. I think that was that was a really big mental battle. But I've never, for example, got before to a competition and thought, "Oh, I'm going to swim badly here," or "Or, or I haven't I haven't trained hard enough. I'm not going to swim very well here." I've never had that kind of thing
0: okay so you say you had a mental battle for roughly about a year how long would you say you overcame that
1: really good friends really good people around me and uh finding a love of something different uh, i think what was hard about it was i i've like i said i love swimming more than anything else it was all i ever wanted to do and there was a period where i started to hate it more than anything else and i think once you hate something the only kind of constant that's ever been in your life i think that becomes quite a struggle it, it can be really hard because um, like I said since I was since I was a baby that's that's the one thing that's always always been there for me and I've always kind of been good at it, and I can I can have expressed myself well in it and when I started to hate that that was really tough um but then just finally a love I found a love for it again and I found a love for, for other things and I had some really good friends and cool people around me which helped me a lot.
0: Okay so you're also the managing director of is it AP Race Clinics?
1: So basically I um, I started doing some one to one sessions for swimmers, so coaching them. And then from that, it kind of grew to it was literally one client on a, on a Sunday afternoon. And then it grew from me saying, putting on my Instagram, saying, Does anyone want one to run one to one lesson? Sorry. Um, that was, say, I got 10 more clients. Then it, I built a website. And then now we've got over 100 um, regular clients who come every, every weekend pretty much. And then you know, there's four people that coach for me. And I I said to Adam P., who I train with, because as an olympic champion he's got uh, his, his time constraints uh, are quite tight he hasn't got a lot of time i said look i've got the um i've got the knowledge and i've got the kind of facility to run these clinics for you because he's never run clinics before and i said look if i'll i'll do everything for you we'll we'll develop our own kind of ethos and our beliefs on how they should be run but i'll do the the actual um, management side of it i guess and and yeah so that's that's kind of grown last year we had we had five hundred swimmers over five days come to clinics uh, which was cool we had hundred swimmers a day uh and the fastest one sold out in, uh, in nine minutes which is which was crazy hundred spaces to go in nine minutes which is cool uh and this year we had we had 40 plans all over the world uh and obviously uh thanks to thanks to coronavirus that's not actually happening anymore um but yeah it's 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 really cool and I, like I said I love swimming but being able to kind of change people's lives through swimming is is what I found my love for and what I really, really enjoy now. Like I said, I found a love for something different. And that is coaching and that is the business side of swimming, which, which I love.
0: So you announced, I think it was at the beginning of May, that you yeah. were retiring for swimming. You're going to go into the coaching. Would you say that being the managing director of AP Race Clinics has helped with that transition into your own business as such?
1: Yeah, so I, I think I said, like I said at the start of May, that I wanted to stop swimming. Um, but like I said earlier, it's, it's a decision that I, I kind of started to think about years ago, maybe two years ago. And when I was thinking about it then, it was a very emotional decision and it was making me upset every time I thought about it. And it was it was feeling like there was unfinished business. But now over the last kind of four or five months when I've talked about it with my coach, um, Mel, it, it's been a very, uh, it's been more of a happy decision. It's something that really excites me. Rather than feeling like oh I've, I've still got something to prove or I feel like I have I've, like I said unfinished business there I feel now really really excited and really happy for things that are to, things that are coming now which is really cool um, but in, it's, it was a weird one because last year the although that was kind of the main event of of my of my year in work I guess was race clinics that's not what I spent most of my time doing I spent most of my time you know doing the one to ones and and having training camps whereas where I was coaching on the training camps and and you know we've got uh, we've got overseas clients that fly in and and stay for stay for a period of time while we coach them, so that was where the most most time was put. But now to kind of just have the freedom because we've had so many ideas that we've just never had time for, and that's some of the stuff we're working on now is is stuff that we've never had time for. So to now be kind of free to do whatever I want and 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 work as much as I want is because I'm not knackered from 35 hours of training a week quite exciting. time.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds very exciting. So you mentioned that you had some ideas that you couldn't really do before. Can you share a couple of them with us or is it a big secret? Uh,
1: um, well, it's not so much a secret anymore because we announced it the other week, but we're, we're building an online platform um, which is called AP+. Plus. So last year after the clinics, we, we kind of decided that we wanted something to, to keep people going because it's, it's all well and good coming for a day and having a really good experience for a day, but then we don't get to see everyone else for another year. So we thought, how can we kind of keep that relationship? How can we keep feeding people really good information? So we're, we're building this online platform called AP Plus, and it's going to deliver um, five like, key areas of swimming. So swim, strength and conditioning, nutrition, psychology, and parent support. Okay. And each week there'll be new content dropped. And it's kind of like a two-year program, if that makes sense. So you'll, you'll start on day one, and whether you start on the launch day or whether you start a year late, everyone will go through the same two year process by the end of it we hope to the aim of it really is to kind of change the next generation of swimmers and say can they build the fundamental skills that that world-class swimmers need and that take four or five years to build up when you're 16 20 because because you're older and you're already developed can we start developing those skills from a younger age and can we can be the ones to facilitate that happening and and what we wanted to do is just have experts in each area so everyone that's creating content we know is going to create nothing that's out there in the world and and we know there's nothing that can rival us so that's really exciting and it's and completely customized like we've got a guy who's building a website from scratch for us you know we've not got a template that we're working on he's literally coding every single thing for us so just the flexibility we'll have and the way we can deliver it it's, it's going to be amazing
0: how much in terms of cost would you okay. pay for that
1: it's a it's, so it's 9.99 a month or you can or you can sign up for 9999 for the year so it's kind of like a netflix thing and a spotify with it's just just a nice you know what i mean it's not you don't have to worry about that going out or or hopefully most people shouldn't have to worry about that going out each month it's something they can kind of sign up and they can just kind of cuz you can have more profiles in one on it so like i said like a netflix thing you can have mum, dad and then then the two swimmers on it so um yeah, it'll be really cool. And and yeah, like I said, we don't want to kind of we don't want to make it expensive so that people can't do it. We want everyone to be able to do it if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that does make sense. And in terms of having like mum, dad, trainer on it as well, I suppose that'll give the individual someone to kind of guide them outside of just looking at
1: Exactly, yeah. And like I said, swimming's such a time time devote sport. You know, most people from age twelve and thirteen will be doing you know, 14 to 16 hours in the pool a week, a lot of them. And mum and dad have the taxi, they've got to make them all their food, they've got to drop them off at school, they've got to do everything. And there's nothing for parents to ever say, this is, this is how you can best uh, kind of do, do it, deal with it. And, and there's nothing out there to support them, so we wanted to be the ones to facilitate that support for parents.
0: Okay, and you mentioned about nutrition. How yeah. would you say that affects a swimmer in it's training, competitions,